Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ask me! Ask Eliza anything, it's time to ask. Ask me all your questions, leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter, or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them, we'll read them, then we'll give you answers. You know it, I've got it. I've got the answer, the answer, you ask me. I'll tell you anything. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Bacon, egg, and cheese. It's extremely satisfying to cup your dog's face and squeeze it and say, bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh, bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. And then it's the dog's like, where's bacon, egg, and cheese? <laughs> it's in Are your those bowl. words she knows? Bacon, egg, and cheese. She knows very few words. She <laughs> would think her name is bacon, egg, and cheese if you said it with the right intonation. Aww. Bacon, egg, and cheese? There you go. Oh, her little eyes opened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bacon, egg, and cheese made to order. Hold the bacon, add the beans. All right. Okay, we got uh, an update, an old update. Actually, let me- Wait, <laughs> can I just say something? Yeah. Only one update per person. Some people are coming in, they're like, just <laughs> triple update, prequel, sequel. It, it depends. Here, I, I, I'm going to get into this actually now. Okay. When I the the gathering of questions is an imperfect process. If you feel like your question has not been addressed, feel free to bump up the thread. I might have the thread might have gotten lost. What do you uh, mean me bump up the thread? So like if you've sent a DM and I haven't seen it or it's opened it or interacted the with it, was bad. Or I there's so many and I haven't seen it. You just comment again in that same thread. It'll push it to the top of the feed. Don't abuse that, but. Sometimes we miss things, so we're never ignoring you on purpose unless you're bad. But this update is very cute, and it's from an older episode. Do you remember there was somebody whose dad wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons with them? Yes. And would rope in the whole family. So (laughs) this person says, red hot update. Big thank you to Emily and Eliza. Emily, thank you so much for encouraging me to connect my dad to people his own age to play D&D with. I went on Facebook, found a D&D group finder page, and set my dad up with a group of retirement age men to play online every Tuesday night. And they all got arrested. Turns out they were kind of creepy and harboring children. He played with them for the first time this past week and had a blast. Even if he still asks my family members to play, they won't feel so guilty about saying no. I know he wants to spend time with his family, but trust me when I say my family members don't want to do this. I don't I'll, think he does. I think he just wants to play D&D. Yeah. I also need to thank Eliza for the tip about bringing the orange slices. Because even though as a tech coach, I don't ever do that. My job is to teach teachers how to use technology in their classroom. So give me a good idea. See picture attached. I really hope to. And they gave them little coach, little like snackies, little little jelly snackies. Instead of bringing orange slices. You I don't know, But they still brought something. What we're talking about. But I am anti each individual wrapped candy in plastic. And I don't remember what I was telling you, but I'm glad you did it because at the time I must have meant it. Yeah. That's very nice. Um, Yeah. We're really excited for you. For the dad. That's really nice. For the dad. I'm going to get you. All right. Anonymous. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Snow Peach, and Gracie. I am a government employee and need your help. I have a coworker. What kind of government? (laughs) Whose government? I have a coworker who has honestly become one of my best friends. We travel together a lot for work, about 10 days out of the month, 12 hours a day, and we have a lot of time to chat and have gotten to know each other really well. I'm a closeted gay male, he's straight, and he is one of the few people who I feel comfortable talking to about a lot of topics I don't usually talk about to family or other friends. He is respectful, funny, easy to get along with, 
and just a great person to spend long amounts of time with. I consider him a really great friend. A few months ago, after we became friends, I got a promotion which made me his supervisor, where I forward information to our bosses about his performance. Before I was his supervisor, he was a great worker, great eye for detail, and amazing work ethic. Now that I am his supervisor and friend, he has really dropped the ball and is lazy. He doesn't work the full 40 hours a week, makes mistakes constantly, and is not the same worker he was before I became his supervisor. I brought up his poor performance to him three different times to his face directly. Each time he says he'll change, but it just keeps getting worse and I didn't have to do the work that he should be doing. I think he feels too comfortable with me as a friend that he thinks that I'll just have his back unconditionally, but that's not what I was promoted to do. This is government. Is it about time that I let my higher ups know about his work ethic or is there anything I can say to get through to him? I would hate to throw a close friend under the bus, but I don't know what to do. Thanks. I love you guys. I mean, it's either him or you. Yeah. Like he's going to do a bad job. It's going to make you look bad. And I think maybe if you phrase it to him, like you frame it to him rather like, hey, I don't want to have to do this because we are friends. You have to help me help you. You know, maybe give him one more chance where you say, when you do a bad job, it makes me look bad. And I'm trying to help both of us. Um, but it's so awful of this friend to be like, oh, well, now I can take advantage. Like, yeah. If I, if my friend was my supervisor, I would want to do an extra good job so that they wouldn't get in trouble. Like the fact that this person is like, I don't have to do anything. They're a turd. Yeah. I would give them one more chance and like lay it all out, bury black and white, be like, hey, buddy. And then in the end, be like, surprise, I was gay this whole time and I wasn't attracted to you. How does that feel? Uh, you need to lay out that, look, I have been covering for you and I will not be doing it any longer. I will not be doing your work. And if it doesn't get done in the report that goes to the higher ups, I will be telling them why it didn't get done. No, it should be like, yeah. no, don't even say, they just be like- But that's his job. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying like, you can also say that and just be like, there's going to be reviews and it's not on me. If it comes down on you, I've done everything I can. Like they, like higher ups are going to know what's up. They read performance reviews and- Well, it's not even just reviews. It's that our question asker has to write in about this guy and he's been like fudging the details and saying stuff's been getting done. Yeah, just be like, dude, I've been I've been covering for you, but like they're going to know what's up and then it's going to be out of my hands. I can't help you. And it's going to be them, which is like a cop tactic. Like if you don't, if you want to speak to a lawyer now, then there's nothing we can do to help you later. You give them one more chance. You lay it all on the line. You'd be very clear. If he keeps fucking around, he's going to get the horns. Yeah. The government horns. Hey, Eliza, love your podcast. I had a question about a friend situation. A friend of mine back in November, on my birthday to be exact, told me she didn't want to be my friend anymore. Oh, on your birthday? After I explained to her- Who are these women? After I explained to her how irresponsible she was for going out drinking when she had COVID. Oh, I thought you were going to say a baby. I did nothing more than just explain to her how wrong that was and why people like her were the reason we are still in this pandemic. Let me guess, you live in a red state. Mm. Since then, she has returned my jewelry that I lent her and refuses to answer any of the messages I sent after I found out her father was dying. My issue is that I still want to be friends with her and she hangs out with one of our previous mutual friends, a girl I've chosen to cut off from my life, who I know she has issues with. Girls of podcast land, what's going on? We complained about her all the time together. I oh, also that's what bonded you. I also ran into one of her friends recently, and I know she told him that we, quote, just have too many differences when he asked about the status of our friendship. I seriously value her as a friend and wonder if this relationship is worth saving. If nope. so, what should I say to her? Should I let it be? For context, I am 23 and she is 31. We've no! been friends for almost four years. It's fucking weird. I'm super close for two. This hurts so much because I can't just accept that she was ready to give up our friendship just because I tried to explain how irresponsible her actions were. No, she's ready to give up your friendship because you embarrassed her and rightfully so. Uh, she doesn't like, like she feels like you're being holier than thou. You called her out and you embarrassed her. Yeah. That's what it is. She did something wrong and rather than just blindly support mama's helping bitches, you called her out. So she's embarrassed and I get that. You know, if you- Just like if you like ate shit in front of someone, like, you know, people always talk about like, I just wish the earth would swallow me up. Like, that's what that is. She just wants to go far away. A younger person in particular has embarrassed her and she doesn't feel like being preached to. She is wrong. And it's a real shame that people are putting personal beliefs over science, but you're 23. And so like your hearts bleed harder when you're younger. It's fine. You, you you don't want to be friends with this person because you don't want to be friends with someone that you can't call out on stuff. Like you're not there to be her subject. 
You don't want to be friends with someone that is beyond reproach and that is holier than thou. And that is ignorant. And that is the truth. Yeah. Why do you want to be friends with someone who had COVID and went to a bar? It's not even that. It's more like they're unwilling to look at it. They were actively sick and went out. Yes, I I know. But I'm saying like, there are, that is a bad thing. But moreover, she's unwilling to look at it. Like if she did that, she was like, I know I shouldn't have. I just hoped it would be okay. But to show no remorse. And by the way, Chickadee, you are going to go through friendships in life. What? She's a Chickadee. What? I didn't like that. Where they just end and someone did something shitty, but like you just move on. And like a couple years from now, it'll be like, what even happened? This is just part of moving through life. I definitely, people bring up people where I'm just like, yeah, we were really good friends. And then she, because I wouldn't talk shit on someone, she like just ditched me. Like this is, this will be the first in many random relationships with men and women friendship wise that just kind of fizzle out. She's 31. She's probably having her own little midlife crisis. And uh, you're 23. You will soon be in very different places emotionally. That being said, me and my best friend are like 11 years apart, but still. And then Emily's only, she's exclusively friends with like 45 year old. You and your best friend are the same age. Joe, the dancing bear. Oh, I have seen Michelle. I mean, oh, that's right. Well, there's different kinds of best friends. And Michelle is, we're unclear how old she is. She's very weird I just it. was like, oh, you guys were in school together. You're probably closer. She's like a year things. older than me, but I always think she's like two years older than me, even though we went to, like, it's like, she's as far, she's as much older than me as you can be if you're in the same grade. Mm-hmm. Noah is also a year older than me. And it's weird. It's just weird. But we're the same age. Anyways, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Jody is older than me. Mm-hmm. Significantly. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. 
I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Kick it. Okay. Move on and kick it. Hello, Eliza and gang. This one is a bit of a doozy. Greg is a lot older than me. He's <laughs> really old. You hear that, Greg? <laughs> Does he listen to this podcast? You hear that? You fucking loser. You listen to my podcast, Greg? You'll find out now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is a bit of a doozy. I definitely have to be anonymous. Ooh. I know you guys like context, but to keep a very long story short, I was baited and found myself in a weird type of love triangle. Ooh. Back in February, I participated in a stranger's session, COVID safe. So I Googled to be like, what's a stranger's stranger session? stranger's session? It seems to be just like like those meetup sites, like a hangout, like just people hanging out, right? In so, person. Yeah. So COVID safe, that's as far as I understand it, and was then added to the online group where all of the past strangers who had their dates were as well. So maybe it's more of like a, what's it called? What's that blind, not blind date, speed dating. It no, just seems like a way is, to meet people. This is like a sex party. Maybe. Let's be honest. And when I Googled, there was like Pinterest ideas for stranger sessions. And I was like, what? So, Okay. Participate stranger session added to the online group where the past strangers who had their dates were as well. I was perfectly content, and this guy who had his own fate the week before started messaging me. His own date. Date. I was like, this is really a a trial and travail. Okay. And what? (laughs) Leave me alone. Trial and what? I don't want to say it again because I used it wrong. Okay. Who had his own date the week before started messaging me. Innocent at first, and then it evolved to talking all day every day. Eventually turned into him pitting me against my friend in the group because he was talking to her all day every day as well. And we found out. We had stopped talking for some time because of him making us think we hated each other. Okay, how dumb are you? Making us, he made us think we hated each other? He was messaging both. Well, it seems like they 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 weren't like best friends they met in this group. And then they're both like talking and this guy is telling each of them like, hey, she said you're a bitch. You know, like he was in there okay. like sowing seeds of. And this is a friend that you already had or this is just. No, I girl- think this is a friend from this group. So I some details. Okay. I now see the narcissistic tendencies and think there's some borderline personality disorder going on as well. I'm mm. in the mental health field, so I have a good grasp on seeing him as he truly is. Okay. Fast forward to a few weeks later, I had a gut feeling something was off because he was getting into disagreements with other girls in the group as well. This guy's a predator. <laughs> He's a psycho. Of course, he tried to make me feel bad about it. I reached out to the original friend and we talked and found out he lied about everything. Okay. The worst part is we had slept together, but the friend told me he has herpes. He disclosed Jesus it to Christ. two girls that I know of and did not disclose it to me. I confronted him on FaceTime and he lied saying that he did tell me. I went off on him and said we wouldn't be having this conversation and I would never have agreed to sleeping with him. The other girl who I wasn't as friendly with even asked him point blank if he told me and he lied. He blamed sleeping with me on her because she turned him down when he tried to sleep with her. I've been to my gynecologist. I tested for any and all STIs. I have no herpes symptoms, but worry I could still contract it. My doctor said I could go for a blood test in a few weeks to see if any recent antibodies would show up if I contracted it. Of course, I'm furious. Yeah. And I had a bacterial infection after, had a bacterial infection after I was last with him. I'm trying to find a lawyer to help with seeing what my options are as far as suing him. So waiting to talk to one. If there's any advice, insight, or resources, I'll gladly take them. Thank you. No, I don't have any resources other than like Planned Parenthood and getting a blood test. You want to, look, You just want to make sure you don't have it. Take that blood test. If you don't have it, you don't have it. And is there a way to like report this person to your admin group or something? Definitely get them kicked out of the stranger sessions. But like how charming and hot is this guy that he's got his own like, what is it? In excess? What was the name of that sex cult? Nexium. Nexium. (laughs) Isn't Nexium like a hair growth serum? Anyway, it's that thing where like, I hate to say it, like you're even in the mental health field. No, I don't have any resources. We're not a .gov site, but you hear the story time and time. I'm not even blaming anyone like time and time again, where like a guy is just average and like super manipulative. And because women have a desire to like fertilize an egg, it's like, oh, I'll just be with this fucking loser. I think you should really ask yourself, because it's, the way you tell the story, it's like you kind of knew info, but you kind of kept hanging out with him and you kind of let him like, You're a psychology person. Like the intentions of a guy who's saying, I always think it's gross when men bring up other women. 
Like when then, like, oh, like I'll be with a comic. And they'll be like that. Like I said something about a com- a, a girl and he was like, oh, is she a bitch? And I was like, no, she's she's not funny. Like how the, or cause she was like really pretty. And I was like, oh no, I just didn't like her set, but it wasn't, she's not a bitch. Or I bet she's terrible. I'm like, no, she was actually, you know, they do that to divide and conquer. Now there are plenty of women that are terrible and it's so fun to talk shit, but like, think of like this guy came in, you were there for, I'm assuming innocent purposes uh, at some sort of stranger blindfold meetup. And he was able to like manipulate all of these women. So the good news is hopefully you're hurt free and you can go into your next thing with your eyes a little bit wider. Having dated someone who's a totally so total sociopath, it's not that it needs to make you bitter, but like, I wonder just like how badly were you looking for a connection that you overlook these red flags? And by the way, it's okay that you didn't see them because we all go through this. We all, at the time, you're like, it makes total sense. And then you look back, you're like, what the fuck? But I don't know about resources other than get that blood test. Mm-hmm. Get that blood test. Don't worry about it. Um, and the lawsuit thing. It, that's tough. It might not be. It might be a criminal thing and not a lawsuit thing. So it's like you can't prove you lost money. Like You like can't prove emotional he didn't tell you either. doesn't get you money necessarily. That's not it, true. Well, yes. A lot of the time it's really hard to prove. Punitive so damages. Okay. Well. It doesn't matter. You can't prove he didn't tell you. Yeah, I think it's going to be a waste of money. You're going to end up spending, the lawyer is the only one who's going to get any money out of this. Mm-hmm. So I think you just take the L, take the hurt, move on. Mm-hmm. But your peace of mind will come when you find out that you don't have herpes. And honestly, even if you do, that's fine. 80% of the population has it. Yeah. Most cats, someone's cat in this room. Okay, it's a respiratory disease. In a cat. She does. Maybe you can go to a stranger herp meetup. <laughs> be okay. You'll be okay. Hey, Liza, Emily and Snow Beach. I've been listening since the first episode of AIA and it's consistently been my favorite pod ever since. So here's my question. How do I get my ex to move out without being a huge asshole about it? Has he been living with you since the beginning of the podcast? I'm male, 26, and my ex is female, 35. We had been dating three years and the last year was trying on our relationship. But in October, she quit her job as a bartender because she felt bad always scolding people about masks and getting bitched out in return. So I supported the move at the time and said I'd be able to support us for a few weeks without a problem while she got situated. Five months later, all she's done is go snowboard and party and get blackout drunk almost every other day. Is this my tour manager? More often than not, coming home at night. Obviously, I didn't need anything else to call it off. But now the issue is that we're broken up and she's still living at the house that I'm exclusively paying the rent and bills for and arguing that since she picked the house that I should be the one to move out. And she's assuming she's getting the dogs, one of which was a birthday present to me from my dad and the other one I picked out and paid for as well. I know I didn't adopt. I'm the real monster here. That's I mean, definitely not what I was thinking. It's a little bit what I'm thinking. At first, this is all- Emily, you're part of the problem. No, I'm not. The story, like, th- that's this a- person just said it. I wouldn't have commented on it, but they said we it. Train people in our society to always be like, and by the way, I know what I said isn't perfect. Who cares? Gives a fuck about the dog. You already have the dog. A dog needs a home dog. Got home. At first, this was all just really annoying, but now I'm starting to date this great girl, and it's a little weird because I have my ex living as a jobless roommate who thinks she can sleep in my bed when I'm not there because Ew. I, quote, bought it while we were together. Oh, God. And flips out when I try to ask her to sleep in the guest room. My new girlfriend is so far really understanding, but I don't want to push the envelope and test her patience with the situation because I really like the girl I'm dating now. And the house is perfect for me. I've got dirt bike trails that I've dug out by hand in the forest behind the house and a lot of other small things that I've poured a lot of energy into Mm. that I don't want to leave the house either. So just getting a new house isn't the solution for me and my girlfriend. Any advice is welcome. Also, hey, Scott. Scott's not here. Serve legal eviction papers. Yeah. Evict her. Is your name on that lease? Yeah, this person is saying they're paying for then it. Then you got to evict her. It's gonna. It's probably gonna cost you a lawyer or something. And you can. You can also threaten her. Be like, hey, this is about to get nasty, and I doubt you have the legal money for this. I'm giving you X amount of days to evacuate, and then I'm gonna call the cops. Yeah, it's and- gonna get dirty. And have the papers ready. Have everything with your name on it ready. Record everything. Have it sent to a certified mail where she has to acknowledge that she has received it. Yeah, and make sure you record everything because she seems like the kind of girl that would be like, he put his hands on me. And you'd be like, nope, this happened with a family member of mine. Drove her to a, real, a rural area. Thank God there were security cameras because he physically, he didn't put his hands on her, but he like got her out of the car and she was hitting him. And a security guard came up and said to him, are you okay? And of course her story is like, look what he did to me. And- you know, 
people can get really crazy. So make sure it's all documented. It's going to be difficult. I think you sit down with her. You make sure all your names are on all the papers. As, as far as the dog goes, weirdly, I had a neighbor that I would walk my dog and I'd always see this guy. And one day he didn't have the dog with him and he was so sad. And he was like, my ex-girlfriend said she wanted to take the dog for the weekend and she won't give it back. And like his heart was broken. And he was like, I paid for the dog, but I don't have a receipt or anything. Like, I don't know how to get it back. Get your credit card statement. Get all the things that, that say paperwork. what you paid for. Yes. Vet you have Make sure that the vet only has you on file as the contact. Remove her if she is a contact. And just be like, I want you out. I will be serving you legal paperwork. You do not have the lawyer, the legal fees to pay for this. So either do, comply or this is going to get very difficult. We're done. There may be, right now, there may be, wherever you are, an, a moratorium on evictions, in which case she can't leave yet, but go ahead and get the process started because you always have to give someone X number of days. You also, you're not going to, no one's going to like this. While she's out on one of her like snowboarding Coke benders, gather up all of her shit. Well, then, I mean, she could bring the police because she is a resident. Is she, if she doesn't pay rent, is she a resident? If you're there a certain amount of time, yes. Okay, well, look into that and get all of her stuff, put it in suitcases and be like, it's downstairs. Put a lock on your bedroom be like, you are not welcome here. You might have to just put your foot down because this is getting like super white trash. So that's my advice to you. Mm. Go hard in the paint, get the law on your side and be ready to call the cops. But also whatever, you know, look into the laws on your state. But uh, she's probably going through something. Being 35 and you're breaking up within your 26, like she's in a very different life space than you are. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh my God, this was my plan. And you're like, I met this new girl who... Also love sticker collecting. The insanity of like climbing into the bed and Insane. being like, you bought this when I was here. It's for me too. She like, she clearly, also because you're younger, there's like that like cougar mother cub. Sorry. <laughs> it's like a, there's a dynamic between like an older woman and a younger man. Uh, and she's clearly used to kind of getting her way with you. Mm -hmm. So it stops here. She's clearly having a breakdown. You don't want to be there when the shit hits the fan. No. You can also, you know. Yeah, make sure that your name's on all that paper, on the lease and everything. And then start tossing that shit out the driveway. Uh, hey, Eliza, <laughs> Emily, and Snow Peach. Just want to say I absolutely adore the podcast and it's taught me so many life lessons. Oh, so thank you for that. I'm excited to see you again this summer in Irvine, California. I'm a 22-year-old woman in, you guessed it, graduate school. This summer, I'll be able to spend more time with friends, but I'm worried about the financial aspect. I'm almost $100,000 in student loan debt, oh. and I don't make a lot of money with my summer job. A lot of my friends have full-time jobs, so they're able to afford dinners and drinks all the time, but right now, that's not something I can do. My question is, how do you make the decisions on which activities to do and which ones to back out from? More importantly, how do I do it without being that one girl who always brings up how expensive things are and making it awkward? Thanks so much for your answer. Anonymous. I know you hate it, but one day I'll get you that question where I say my name. I've been working full-time at the frozen banana stand. Um, That's tough because people will be like, ugh, let me guess. She, you know, couldn't afford it. Oh, let me guess. She wanted to split it. Like people just get that way, especially as we all move on in life and can afford to do nicer things. I think your real friends will understand. Like we all have friends at various economic levels. I own a home. I have friends that have, do I have friends that have roommates? I don't know, but I have friends that live in apartments. I have friends that also own houses. I have friends that have yachts. I have friends who have a lot of student debt. Like there's all kinds of, not you. Not you. You're looking right at me. It's not you. You're my employee, not my friend. Um, your real friends will understand. And it's not, you know, maybe take a look at your finances, um, what you can afford. Because a drink on a Saturday night and a couple drinks bought for you if you're doing it right is not that expensive. Going to the right bars, you know, um, there are plenty of free things you can do. You surely have some money to have some fun in life. Um, but your real friends will understand. And I think also if you say to them, like, I don't ever want to be a drag. I just, I don't want people to pay for me. So just, if I can't go to everything, it's only because I don't want to be the asshole. You know, just kind of being upfront about it. Because anybody that really holds it against you is a shitty person. But it is annoying. I hate to say this. It's just true. If you're the friend that's always like, I'll just sit at dinner. I'll just have a bite of the appetizer. Hey guys, I can't afford to do the thing. Like, or hey, I'm like barely paying the bare minimum while everyone like throws in a 20. Like it does, it will weigh on people. And I, that's not me saying I do that. I'm saying that's just the way of the world, especially when you're younger and people are starting to go out more. But you're young. 
So you're already doing, like you guys are doing shitty things anyway. You're going to crappy bars. You're not drinking premium liquor. You're not buying like Gucci every weekend. You're still shopping at like stores that you probably won't shop at in your 30s. So your bottom line's what matter what matters and you are providing for your future. And you just take a look at your finances. You know, are you overpaying in something else? Like, is there a way to get a second job or is there a way to uh, have passive income? Is there something you can invest in? Do you want to take up a gambling habit? But your real friends will understand. And you can always suggest, like, you don't have to be like, let's not do that. Let's do this other thing. But in addition, you can be like, let's all have a picnic at the park. Like, you can just come up with fun other ideas so that you're still spending time with people. I have a friend who really makes no money and she always is, like, up for a coffee or up for a drink. Like, those things are not that expensive. Also, never underestimate the power of pre-gaming. You can buy a whole thing of vodka, get toasty, and then head out to the bar. You're like a mom, you're like my mom growing up. Be like, you can have snacks before we go to the movie theater. Bring your own snacks. I'm not buying that for you. So, you know. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. Hello, Eliza and Emily. I have a question about how to handle an awkward situation that comes up a lot for me. I'm a transgender man who's passing as male, six foot tall, very skinny and flat chested, broad shoulders, deep voice, been on testosterone for almost a year, and everyone refers to me as he slash him socially. However, I faced some minor discrimination with trying to get my name legally changed, so my ID still has a female name and says that I'm female. At every institution where ID is required, I'm treated as male and referred to by my preferred name until I have to show my ID. Then they switch to calling me she, her, ma'am. My question is, can you think of any clever ways to correct people when this happens? I always get frustrated and say, I'm a guy and I told you my name is Cade, but it always makes the situation very tense and awkward. Sometimes I lie and say that my ID has misspelled my name and other times people have assumed that it's my sister's ID. I also live in Texas, so coming out as transgender to every stranger asking for ID is not the safest option for me either. So any clever or funny ways to respond when this happens? Keep up the good work. All I'm thinking is that you're not the first trans person I've heard who has the name Cade. And Pass, like, I honestly wouldn't think twice about it. Like, if you were like, I'm a dude, I'd be like, yep. It's insane to me that someone's seeing the ID and be like- Yes, that's what's weird. And and change, because it's like, sometimes people have different names on their ID and you're not like, oh, hello, Mary. Now I'm going to call you Marabella because that's what yeah. your ID says. Like, also, these people are- people call you the pronoun that you look most like and you look like a man. So it takes a lot of energy to be like, no, I'm going to see you as a boy, but call you she. Like, that's so fucking weird. And I bet you it, I, I don't know, that just seems- like maybe that happened once or twice because like a bartender or a 
wherever else you need an ID. Like, I don't know why it would mean so much to people. The Cade thing though, I got to ask you about this. Isn't Cade like a porn star? In On RuPaul's Drag Race, Gottmik, who was like my favorite, and Rosé, uh, his name is Cade, changed it to Cade for something else. It seems to be like a very popular trans man name. Anyways, just wondering about that. Luke Cage. Cade. That's nice yeah. thing of Luke Cage. Well, Luke Cade, he's trans now. Back to, we went to a girl, then back to a boy. So when, basically this person, it sounds like maybe they're like, maybe he's like 20, 21, maybe he's 21, 22, and he's in a college town. So every time he goes out, he's ID'd. You know when, you know in college yeah. town, like you get ID'd to even go inside. Well, I'm surprised they let you in because then it's like, are you using your sister's like, ID? Right. Right. It's, it's, people are getting hung up on it and using it as this weird excuse to misgender you. And it's just such a strange, well, but let's assume that it is, it's happening a lot. What can, what can he say that's like, just, that's going to end the conversation without like, you can't just say rude. I'm trans. And then just be done with it. Look, what you're asking people, this is a this is a part of the social battle with this. And I'm very pro-trans. Uh, trans lives are important. Um, this is something I talk about often. But this is not, while this is very old information to you, this is a lot for the average person to wrap their mind around because it's such a spectrum, Right. It's not just you're trans, which means you had a surgery and you were a boy and now you're a girl. Some people are trans women, but they still have their penises. Mm. Some people do hormones, some people don't. And you you demand that people fully grasp all of it in that moment. Now, it's not on them to fully grasp it. And you also, if your safety is okay, like you shouldn't care. And I think letting go of that acceptance in the immediate, like an immediate acceptance is just gonna help lower your blood pressure. Um, this idea that you go to a bar and someone's like Caitlin and you're like, it's Cade. And they're like, says she, as long as they're letting you in, I think it's just like something you're gonna have to deal with. And I'm not putting it on par with that, but like nobody says Eliza correctly. Nobody no, says but it makes, and every time they say it wrong, you're mad about no, it. No, <laughs> no. I bring it up so infrequently, the amount of times they say it wrong that I let go. Because at a certain point you have to decide, is it worth me fighting this battle all day, every day? You're the one that's trans. You're the one that did all this work and that has gotten to this place and your emotions are what matter. Hmm. So I don't, you're asking me to give you like a clever comeback, but the truth is, and I'm not trans, so I can't tell you like, just be okay with it, who cares? But what I can tell you is you cannot control other people's actions. And you're gonna put a lot of time and energy into this thought when every interaction you're gonna have with someone is different. Some uh -huh. people are confused, some people don't like it, some people got the wrong pronoun, you know? What are you gonna say to some like DMV worker who's like, it says woman on here. Like, what are you gonna say? Well, bitch, I'm not, I took the drugs. You know, like you're gonna devise a clever thing. Who fucking cares what that person thinks? You have the ID, you're legally a human, and that's what matters. That Because I, I don't know. What is it that you really want? Someone says, what are the, what's the prototypical response uh, uh, thing that someone says? What's he saying? But I do believe you got to find like a place where you're just like, I don't care if you get it or if you don't. So people are just saying they switched to calling him she, her, ma'am, and like using their ID info, which is again, so weird. But I think some people, it just bothers them. Like I just watched, I just rewatched Memento. This guy's name is Leonard. And about six times during this movie, someone calls him Lenny and he goes, I don't like being called Lenny. Like, okay, but my name thing was, that's a name. I get it. I I'm get saying, it. So people don't, it's like- it's maddening. Yeah, but You're that's different. Like, Lenny is just to make it easier versus someone going out of their way to be like she. And it's like, but he doesn't even look like a she. So that's just deliberate. I think that probably, that deliberate going out of your way, maybe it's like an illegal matter or like a motor vehicle thing, but um, then you, cause you don't want to get into it with the person. You don't want to get into not, it. What do you say? And then that person's not going to help you. Like, I don't like, uh, I'm, I'm a boy. And they're like, well, you look like a girl. And you're like, well, what would say back to the girl, be like, well, you don't, <laughs> handsome woman. Because you don't want to get contentious about it. You want the interaction to be over and to move on. Path of leaf resistance. Yeah. Leaf resistance. So I think there's nothing wrong with just correct, like firmly correcting it when they say like, oh, she, and you go, no, actually it's Cade. Uh, thanks. Can I go inside? How about Bye -bye. this? How about it's Cade? Oh, boy or girl. My name is Cade. Yeah. Because above 
all. And I think we get very wrapped up in like, these are my pronouns. This is who I have sex with. Like a lot of people online are like, that is the whole identity. Above she and above he, you are Cade. Mm. First and foremost, you are you. And then we get into gender and then we get into identity politics and then we get into religion and color and all this stuff. But like you are an individual and you are you above all else. And so you have to figure out what makes Cade's blood pressure not boil. How the amount of times I've not only been Aliza Scherzinger, but I've also been Jaime Garcia because for some reason that is the name on my CVS card. <laughs> I don't know. I could be Jaime Garcia. Jamie could be a girl yeah. and I could be Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. I am not Kate. I am Jaime Garcia. Okay, just get, get such with a pain. Get the ID changed so you don't have to deal with it anymore. There's also that. That seems to be the crux of the issue. Get that ID changed. I don't know I'm how sure that works. I'm sure it's a nightmare. I'm sure even just getting anything changed on an ID is a nightmare. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's almost as if the government isn't there to make your life easier. <laughs> Anonymous. I'm a 27-year-old woman working in a corporate nonprofit office. For the past few months, since I've come back from maternity leave, my first kid, my boss has been antagonistic bordering on mean. For context, he's an OWG. So I Googled that. Old white Can guy? You get, yep. <laughs> who is known oh, in the- Google. Hope you had fun. <laughs> who is known in the institution as being a hard ass with a rude streak. He finds fault in everything I do without acknowledgement of the positive things or the things done correctly. I'm not saying I'm perfect all the time, just that I know I don't fuck up as much as he says I do. No one is 100% of anything, and to him, I'm 100% terrible. I could be the Pope, and he'd still find a way to criticize me. We had a review two weeks ago, and though I saw progress in my work, he basically said everything I do is worthless and unhelpful. I have the feeling that I'm getting fired soon. So my question is, do I go out burning and tell him in HR what I really think? I've already spoken with our department's HR rep, who was also unhelpful or just take my severance and get the hell out. Do you think it's because you had a baby? Is that what you were saying at the beginning? It just seems like, so saying, yeah, that since this person came back from maternity leave, so let's say they were gone, what, like six months? Oh, this is America. So probably a week. A week. And yeah. you had to nurse the baby while <laughs> since, at your desk. Since coming back, the boss has been antagonistic. That's tough. This person thinks they're getting fired. Start looking for a new job. Immediately start looking for a new job. Um, you know, we always fantasize about like, I'm going out guns blazing. Fuck you and fuck you. And we've had questions like this on the pod before. And I think it's one of those things where the fantasy feels so good, but in practice, it probably wouldn't feel as good. And the truth is, this guy is your boss. He's obviously doing something right because he's keeping this position. Yeah. <laughs> We can't be a total dolt. Like he, there's no way, like I appreciate that he's white and so obviously an idiot. But no, like, I just think there's, based on these questions and experience, there's a lot of dummies that have jobs and we don't know how they have jobs. For sure. My mother had a job at a fundraising place and my mom did a great job and her boss was a total fucking bitch. But- she was great at raising money. Mm. She was a giant C word, horrible to my mom, m like micromanaged everything, but she was good at the one thing. Mm. And people who tend to work in these types of jobs, higher ups in corporate, you know, like as long as he's reporting his numbers, if the company was losing money, he would be out of there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, are you going to be vindicated in any way by saying this? Um... Is there a version where you're actually not doing as well as you think you're doing? Were you, was he okay before? You left for maternity leave and this made it worse. Does he have a pattern of this? If it's just you, then that's a little bit more interesting. But I would write out an email to yourself, all the things you want to say. And what's unfortunate about being a woman in corporate America or just in general is like, if you just choose your words wrong slightly or the tone is wrong, it's like, well, she's just a whiny bitch. So I would be very specific. I would not say things like, and I feel like I would be like on this occasion and this occasion, I have turned in work. Here's all my progress. Uh, your leadership skills are lacking. Like use all the corporate words, but if you're getting fired, like, okay. And then you're like, this guy sucks. They're like, okay, well he's staying and you're going. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you have any places where you, cause you, you say that um, you think you're, you know, you're progressing well, that you're doing well indicate like improvements you've made, yeah. like write down, just make, just so that if he's reporting to the higher ups, like this person's an idiot and they do everything wrong. You can be like, actually, no, like here, just, just again, keep things keep those in writing. Receipts. Counterpoint. He's hardest on you because he believes in you the most. That's the, that's the like 
Karate Kid counterpoint to it all. Double counterpoint, you're not getting fired. And this is all in your head. And you're going to build up all this anger. And he's like, I wasn't firing you. So remain vigilant. Mm-hmm. Chronic detail these things and also have a sit down with him. Be like, I just, it seems like, not even say it seems, I've done this, this, and this, and you're always coming down on me. Like, give real examples. And of course, he'll be like, I didn't do it, whatever. But maybe you can get to a place with him where you're like, hey, I'm really working hard at this company. And let me, is there another way I can be delivering my work? Like, put it on him. He's like, nope, you're doing great. Then he's going to fire you. Or he's just emotionally unavailable. Or you find out where his wife plays tennis and you put a potato in her, what's that thing called? Tailpipe. Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, start looking Sugar for other gas jobs. Tanks. Because regardless of the conversation, this guy is not fun to be around. So look for other jobs. Anonymous. Hi, Liza. Emily and Tianfu. My question concerns family and basically family relations and if I should be more confrontational about behaviors I find weird. Yes. Next question. (laughs) I'm 23 now, graduated as an honors English major with a planned gap year and eventually grad school, currently still unemployed. Yeah, like, so I work at Starbucks store number 563. My mom, 67, died in December from COVID-19 respiratory (gasps) distress. That's so horrible. I handled patient advocate stuff and end-of-life decisions, funeral arrangements, legal stuff with the house, and more basically on my own. My My dad died when I was 11. My mom when I was 22, which makes it a pattern. I wonder what will happen when I'm 33. Oh, you don't want to know. I know, and you don't want to know. Issue number one. When my mom was in the hospital, I gave updates to family and her lifelong best friend. My mom's older sister, I'll call her Aunt Patty, would usually redirect the conversation in the family group chat to her own problems. On my mom's paperwork, Patty was originally the first contact, and I suspect she made decisions without my consent, and my mom repeatedly expressed that she wanted me as first contact, not her sister, because she did not trust her, but listed her as an emergency contact years ago when I was a kid. So the hospital kept her on as first. Not good. What's the? Why didn't your mom just change it? I th- it sounds like she realized too late, like she was in the hospital. I was like, oh yeah. crap, Patty's first, and okay. changed it and realized it was... If I were Patty, I'd be like, fine, change it. Take that responsibility off my planner. Patty said some awful shit after my mom died, implying things like me wanting to go to grad school probably killed her, which admittedly has a little traction and also tried to wrest control of the funeral rosary from me at the funeral home. Tried to what? Rest control, like rip it out of her hands. Rest control? Uh Uh-huh. What's rest control? Like like rest the control, like rest the control okay. out of, like ripped it out of her hands. Oh, rosary? Yeah. Out of the daughter's hands at the funeral. Does there only one rosary? I mean, the aunt tried to rip something out of the daughter's hands. Okay, I don't know if it's a Catholic thing. Uh, I know she probably misses my mom a lot and she wanted someone to blame and probably didn't even realize the things she did were weird, but I'm still so angry. There have been a few calls with her since then, and I suspect she saw my mom without telling any of us and may have been a patient advocate before me and made decisions without talking to any of us. So my mom three times in person after she was intubated, and that was it. The self-oriented behavior and suffering saint slash sympathy seeker act is nothing new, and my mom tolerated it all her life except in the final months where she said at least twice that she felt like Aunt Patty stole her life living husband, grandkids, happy vacations. My mom was always the peacekeeper for our dysfunctional family and suffered because of her silence and willingness to put up with bullshit. I have some guilt over my mom. I know me applying to grad school terrified her and she had always acted in ways which restricted me and kept me close to her, including not helping me get my driving license, which I still don't have, to pay for MFA apps, accepted into two, declined both offers, not out of guilt, though I still think about the fully funded one. I worked retail during COVID, which endangered my mom. My aunt pushed buttons I had already been brushing against, and I recognize that she's more in need of a therapist than my mom was, but I also think I didn't give my mom COVID because I caught it over a week after her symptoms started. So, should I call my aunt out on her behavior? Part of me wants to bring it up. If my mom comes up at her 50th wedding anniversary in June, after they come back from Florida, which they went to a couple weeks after my mom's death, throwing shade... I went to her. I mean, what's she supposed to do? Like sit in the dark? 
I want to hurt her and damage how the rest of my family sees her because my mom should have a long time ago, but I also want to subtly figure out if she contributed to my mom's death by authorizing bad decisions, including allowing my mom to stay on antibiotics and antihistamines for the entire three weeks and refusing a BiPAP mask while my mom had reduced brain function due to stress and lack of oxygen. Should I just skip every family event with her involved so that I can avoid her? Or do I show face and ensure she can't portray me in the weird way she's now portraying my mom? Don't ever talk to this aunt again. Don't go to this aunt's 50th anniversary. Hold on, hold on. Everybody is wrong here, including your mother, okay? No one can steal your life. Your father dying when you're 11 has nothing to do with your aunt's happiness. So the mom saying to you, Aunt Patty stole my life. That's just your mom's frustration. It has nothing to, that's like me being like, so-and-so stole my career or this girl stole my look. Like it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So your mom and your aunt have some deep-seated fucking weird issues. Your aunt, I'm sure, did everything that she thought was best. And she also made that- I wouldn't guarantee that. Okay, I don't know. I don't know how deep this goes, but let's say she's not a murderer. Mm -hmm. Um, There were doctors there. Mm -hmm. So end of life things, this is all to like last ditch effort and sure comfort. And your mom probably had it in a will, like a do not resuscitate or don't do whatever. You also have to think about quality of life. I would talk to the doctor because it's not like Aunt Patty could run in and rip a knife out of a doctor's hand and be like, don't do it, you know? These are all shots in the dark. Someone's a vegetable. Someone can't breathe on their own, has low brain function. You're just hoping the thing that you do will do it. We'll fix it. So assuming that she's not a, like a psycho serial killer and she didn't want to hurt your mom, she probably did the best that she could. Mm. So let's get those two things straight. Your mom assigning, like saying that Patty stole her life is such like an old lady beef kind of thing. That's fully insane. I'm sorry to speak ill of the dead, but that's insane. Your mom clearly had her issues with Aunt Patty and Patty had issues too. If Aunt Patty hated your mom, she probably wouldn't have stuck around for any of this. The fact that she went on vacation three weeks after, that's okay, okay? That's not her Well, it depends if it was during the height of COVID. (laughs) But that's not what she takes umbrage with. She's like, my mom died and she went on vacation. Yes, three weeks later. And she was with her all during those last pieces where your mom kind of wasn't really there. So she had time to make peace with it. I think these waters are so muddied. I think you would benefit greatly from a conversation with her. You're afraid that the family is going to see you a certain way. You did not contribute to your mother's death. No. And you're even admitting, like, I did all this stuff to keep my mom close. Your mom was a little selfish. She wanted you to like stay safe. And like, these are all kinds of selfish things. A parent should want their kid to go out and be the best that they can be. And these are decisions that you made. And now you have the rest of your life to make your own decisions and kind of start over and, you know, do these things. So I think you're carrying, I think you need to see a therapist because I think you're carrying a lot of baggage that you, that is unnecessary. And I think that there's a lot of transference of blame and your mom did it and you're doing it. You're blaming yourself for the decision your mom made. Your mom's blaming Aunt Patty. I kind of got lost with Aunt Patty halfway through, but I think seeing a therapist so you're clear first and foremost. And it's okay to show up to family things. You don't want to, there's no reason, you're not gonna be able to fuck up her life. If she really was acting in the best interest, you know, this always happens with a death. Families get torn apart, you know? Your number one priority should be you setting yourself up for the rest of your life getting like finishing school, doing the things you want to do and getting to a place where you're okay. Because it seems like you're defending your mom who kind of was like a little off. I Everybody seems a little wrong here. I wouldn't want to see Aunt Patty because she blamed the daughter for the mother's death. So that's why I wouldn't see Aunt it's Patty super fucked ignoring up. everything Give else. Give Aunt Patty a chance to be like, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Like people's emotions get out of whack when they're grieving Give her the benefit of the doubt. And then it's okay to take a step back while you work on yourself. Maybe you'll come out of therapy or you'll, you know, be a little bit more selfish in life in a good way. And you'll come and you'll you'll see Aunt Patty for like the sad psycho that she is, you know, or she apologizes. But right now you're carrying with you a lot of grief, a lot of anger. So we have a second question. 
okay. a second issue from this person that provides a little more different context. Why'd you let me go off and give because all that I great think that advice? Was a, no, I think that was good. I think that we got that. So now let's get into issue number two because it's separate, but I think it also gives a little more. Issue number two, I'm a trans man and they won't let me change my movie membership card. Okay. So issue two, my mom's best friend was super supportive during my mom's illness and throughout the funeral arrangements. She brought me groceries, picked up dog shit while I was sick, gave feedback on my mom's funeral attire and arrangements, and was generally a positive and comforting person to be around. She was also legally my mom's patient advocate, was since my dad's death, but refused to act on it, insisting I needed to find new paperwork my mom had made in the last year, which made me patient advocate and conferred power of attorney. She dodged that responsibility and left me to make the final decision on starting the morphine drip, which was fair to me, but which I still resent because it left me responsible for everything my mom could ever be. She has asked twice since December, maybe thrice, if I miss my mom, which is a dumb question and one of several which makes me think she believes I don't mourn my mom enough or that she cared more than I did. The friend has also asked, in a tone that implies I'm neglecting my duty as a daughter, why I haven't asked for the EMR like I said I wanted to in December. It's an EMR. Double check. It's an EMR. Google it. Oh, that's very sexual. Probably that's the wrong Google. <laughs> Emergency medical report. Is that it? So many nurses. Electronic health record. So many nurses are screaming at their radios right Why now. Why is EMR electronic health record? That's EH. It's an EKG and an EMR. Electronic okay. medical records. Okay. What like, did I say? Emergency. Okay. I was wrong. I was wrong. Why I haven't asked for the EMR like I said I wanted to in December, I'm not sure I can handle reading through everything that happened to my mom. Yeah. Oh, God, no. No. Ah. She didn't treat my mom super well the past few years because she, like me, realized my mom needed to see a therapist. Aha. Aha. Mm. Vindication. We both withdrew from my mom and left her isolated, and her friend seems to want to suppress that fact. I think she'll be like some of my family members, aunts, cousins, siblings, both side of my family who want to claim possessions, which I now own, when I really just want to leave things as they are for another year. So should I call my mom's friend out on her behavior and questions and talk with her about it? Or should I let it be? Should I express my fears of her angling for things the way that others have? P.S. After my mom died, I rewatched your specials in that first month or two. Thank you for the laughs throughout the years. Why I do it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, okay. I, I really think, I mean, was your mom like a billionaire? Like what does, what does she have that people want? Like $10,000 or something? Like since you have all of it and this is your, look, you lost your mother and I'm so sorry. That is so unnecessary that she had to die of COVID and it's so fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. You didn't give her COVID. A lot of people died in COVID and that's why we're working so hard to end this. Um, the most important heart in all of this is yours. You're her daughter. Mm-hmm. You need to handle it the way that you want to. There's nothing wrong with sort of putting a stop to it and just being like, hey, of course I miss her. Why do you keep asking me that? It, it actually makes, makes me really sad. Yeah. You know, putting it back on that, of course I miss her. Why do you ask that? I don't want to look at the medical because she's dead and she wasn't murdered. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You will get to a place where you're okay with looking at that, but you're healing right now. And you need to say, like, I need you to be respectful of that. I, and then you can even put her to, put it to her about like the angling for stuff. Be like, a lot of people are reaching out. It makes me uncomfortable because I know she was so isolated and everybody wants stuff. I know you don't want that and you're just checking on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do appreciate it, but please, uh, I'll get back in touch with you after I'm done processing. Yeah, I think everybody else's awfulness has now been like distilled in your mind into the aunt and into this friend when really you're just frustrated with everyone's behavior as everyone else goes on living their lives and you had to make these end of life decisions for your mom. Of course, you're so angry. Like, of course you are. There was nothing that could have been done. No. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I, it's not, we all have free will and stuff like that. If there was something that could have been done, the doctors would have done it. But there's a reason that this is a pandemic. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that this is claiming lives like so mercilessly. There's a reason people get intubated. Yes, of course, there's like the freak case where it's okay. But this is not some random disease that no one's ever had and everybody recovers from. So you're yeah. looking at that report. One day you might, but you're going to see a bunch of medical jargon on there. And she probably, and I'm so sorry again, died just like, Millions of other people did. Mm. Millions? Hundreds of thousands. Um, This is such a horrible thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
when Blanche died. I know it's a dog. I know, I know, I know. But when she died, I was beside myself. And I said to my mom, I want to get an autopsy. And my mom goes, why? Like, why? She was like, let her little body just rest, which made me cry even more. But she, and then she was like, you get an autopsy for like a show dog. <laughs> She's like, your dog just... Now I'll never know why she died, but... The they did fa- send basically an EMR that I don't... I believe we might've gotten rid of. <laughs> really? Yeah. They sent full paperwork. Where? No one told me that. I'm sure that you were told. I was just- never told that. But the truth is... Well, we're going to have a talk after this. It doesn't matter whether it was renal failure or she ate a mouse. It, it's not like anybody did anything and it couldn't have been avoided. Mm-hmm. And even if it could have been avoided, I clearly was doing everything I could as a dog. Like it's not, there's no reason to beat yourself up over it. Yeah. You weren't like holding her, shoving a chocolate bar in her mouth. Yeah. You all did what you could. Um, so it might be just some extra torture and you're definitely not in a place to look at it. But you need to heal because you're definitely angry at these women, but you're really just angry at the situation and there's no one for you to blame, but the girl in the last question who went out drinking during COVID and for sure gave your mom COVID. Mm. The girl from the other question. Mm-hmm. It's it's the worst are the situations where we're angry and we have no one specific to be angry at. Yeah. So we find a way to yeah. be angry. And you are choosing the people that are asking you the dumbest questions. It's like when you're hungry in the morning and you're angry and you're like, who can I scream at? My assistant. You know, I... For some reason, it's like, oh, I want to end the show on a happy note. You know, the happy note is you are on the way to moving forward in your life. Um, But this is not a daytime talk show. We're not going to go out on a high note. Um, That was kind of like a bummer of a question, but this is what the show is for. We always try to be funny, keep it light, dispense some real advice, but real life is tough, baby. Right? Yeah, and I mean, top of the cob is always... Top of the cob is always what? A good time. Kick it! It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob. I'll start with the bottom of the cob. That way we can do top of the cob on the way out. Bottom of the cob is being sober at a bar. Mm. Oh my God. You always like to think you can be the person that's like, I'm just going to have a seltzer and I'm just going to be out with people. And that's cool for like the first 30 minutes and then your best friend is wasted and like pulling you in a hallway telling you how much he loves you and you're just like, uh-huh, I am not drunk. Um, I helped throw a friend's birthday party and I wasn't feeling great. So I only had one drink at dinner and then we get to the bar and I was like, I'm just here to monitor and make sure that everything goes like, cause I'd thrown the birthday party, everything goes off without a hitch and then I'm gonna kind of slink out and I just kept getting like talked to by people, these like extremely pedantic conversations that are fine when you're drunk, but it was mentally very taxing to be sober at a party that you just wanted to throw and then leave. And uh, I will never make that mistake again. I'm only going to be trashed at a bar out for a good time. Never just dropping in again. That was particularly excruciating. Although I was very happy for my friend. Uh, my bottom is washing dishes sucks. I hate it so much. I hate it more than anything. I think it's the worst thing and I'm so mad about it. Can you get a tiny dishwasher? There are like tabletop ones. I don't even have the space for that. How many dishes could you possibly own that this is an issue? The problem is, is if I, that's like, I feel like whenever I'm about to cook, I like cook something, then I use like a couple pans and I'm like, this sucks. I'm never doing this again. You gotta get So I just got stuff for sandwiches because I can't live like this. I can't use a pan and a bowl and a spatula and a utensil. I don't think I've ever said this before, but I agree with you. It is so (laughs) exhausting. Sucks. Yeah, I care. Yeah, life's hard. (laughs) Top of the cob. You do yours first. My top of the cob is, you know, it's a great animal to see out and about. Mm. And I saw one at my apartment the other day and I was so excited. A loose lizard. Yeah. When a lizard goes by, it's like, oh, hi, what are you doing here? Yeah, you've had many a conversation with the one that lives in the side. There's one that lives at your place, um, but I haven't seen one at my place before. And I just feel like, like, I remember I would see them when I would go visit my aunt in Florida and I'd be like, a lizard, but like, I don't have them in Georgia. And it's so exciting. They're probably there. They don't just like, lizards here and like in Florida will just like trot right across the pavement. You're like, oh. It's one of those animals that is all around us at all times, like spiders. Yeah. But it's not as ubiquitous as like a bird. And so even though they live in a desert climate, when you see one, it's always a lizard. Like you always get excited to see a lizard. Yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah, it is exciting I want to scoop one up. You know who regulates on those lizards is Tianfu. She's the same size as them. My top of the cob is this. And I don't think very many women 
know what this feels like, but I encourage you to find this feeling. When you know exactly what you want to eat and then you eat it. Because usually it's like, what do you want to eat? I don't know. And I look, I think most food is gross. I think most restaurants are gross. I'm never, I'm like, oh, what's the lightest thing I can? I never really want something. Mm. And this morning I woke up and I was like, breakfast sandwich. And Emily, we went and we got one. She got it for me. I was in the waiting room. But uh, it was very satisfying to just like house on like a bacon, egg and cheese. And I don't even eat bacon that often, but I was like, this is exactly what I want. And when you satisfy exactly what you want to eat, you're not grazing later. Like I didn't get a bunch of other things and I'm just like full. And I, it's just extremely satisfying to be like chicken wings, quesadilla. If that is what I want. And you know who loves it? Men. They love it. All Girls, all they want to do is give, my husband is a chef and all he ever wants to do is give me the exact thing that I want. What do you want to eat? I'm like, I don't know. Caprese salad? I'll make you caprese salad. I'm like, no, I don't. Okay, well, you said caprese salad. They just want to give you what you want. Any man in your life, if you say, I want Chick-fil-A, they'll be like, great, let's get in the car. You can't get Chick-fil-A, I know, because of the gay thing, but Not hamburger, great, let's go hamburger. Like they just pump to get it to go like hunter and gather for you. Let me get it for you. Sandwiches from Emily's house. Sandwiches from Emily's house. Hi, I'm Emily. One kind of sandwich and I eat it. <laughs> Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.